You're listening to the Spuddy Dude Radio Network. Everybody, welcome to another episode on the Spidey Dude Radio Network. I'm Jack Joyner, your friendly neighborhood webmaster of, of the website that powers this very podcast, the executive producer of the Spidey Dude Radio Network. As always, we have to thank our patrons that help support the website and the podcast network over on patreon.com slash Network. Patrons such as Allison, Cindy, Ed, Georgia, Greg, Janelle, Jessica, Jurgen, Catherine, Kale, Laura Howard, Lump Moose, Master Dramon, Phoenician, Scott, Vanessa, Vicky, Winnipeg Webhead, Greg, Lisa, UltimateFangirl.exe, Kigar, Sarah Petzel, Scott McGraw, Sebastian, and Venkman. Thank you guys for your support over on Patreon.com slash Network. If you have not checked out our other fine shows on the network, we have Clone Soccer Chronicles and Spectacular Radio. We have ASM Classics, this show, the Salby Sima Era Podcast, Voices from the Eerie, a Gargoyles Podcast, Spidey Dude Experience and Make Mine Mayday. The Spidey Dude Experience is the flagship show on the network now. And we also have a show within a show, just like this show, with the Slot Symposium. This show has the Web of Music show, that if you've not already checked out those episodes here on this feed, you should definitely do so. They're a lot of fun. Once again, I want to thank Chris for hosting, and uh, thank you for supporting the website. Leave us that five-star review. Let us know how we're doing here on the Spidey Dude Radio Network. With that, I turn it over to Chris. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Web of Music. This time we are covering the amazing Spider-Man score, which is just the score itself, as James Horner went solo on this film for the music. Unlike the other Spider-Man movies, all had different soundtracks, and Amazing Spider-Man 2 has a soundtrack, but Amazing Spider-Man does not have a soundtrack, which is very unusual. Joining me for this episode to cover the music for these uh, for these next two episodes, covering the Amazing Spider-Man one and two. Please introduce yourself. Hello, I am Ryan Laney. I am the uh, vocalist and I suppose uh, director behind the band Our Frankenstein. Um, we're a gothic rock band uh, located in Orange County or Los Angeles, and uh, we sort of center ourselves around horror and you know macabre, really just big lovers of movies when it comes down to it. Well, what are some of the songs that you guys have? Uh, what, what, what Name uh, some of your songs and uh, how did you guys come together? Um, we will probably be playing some of your music on the radio show I do, Radio of Horror. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, some we have some songs out there right now. Um, Inhale is a, is a song that seems to be pretty popular amongst the, uh, the folks, and we just released a song, Illuminate, uh, back in fall and that one has uh, carried us through our little siesta period that we're in right now but we're uh, going to be getting back to releasing new music here uh here pretty soon actually so we're pretty excited for that how many songs have you guys recorded oh hmm. well we have three out al- or whoops uh, we're working on a third album but we have two albums out uh those songs together would be I suppose that would be around 20 songs plus a couple of singles we've released around there. So I'd say we're we're around the 30 songs mark. I guess you could say, yeah, we put out around 30. 
Now, the uh, music for this movie, um, again, is by James Horner. Um, and uh, Hans Zimmer actually does the music for the second film. Um, James was not asked to come back to do the, uh, the, 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 the second film. But James is probably best known for films like Braveheart, Titanic, South Par, the Avatar films, Legends of the Fall. I mean, he's got quite the distinguished um, library of uh, music behind him. And do not forget uh, American Tale, uh, those uh, Bluth films that came out a while back. And I believe he did the soundtrack for that one as well, if I'm not mistaken. The five old movies, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, what was your first exposure to The Amazing Spider-Man in 2012? Which is, by the way, the same year The Avengers came out. <laughs> well... I might be a little young, but I was a junior in high school when that movie came out. And I I remember distinctly that folk indie rock was very popular, which I noticed kind of leaked itself into the montages of some of this film, um, which were created by James Turner. But those were just, you know, separate songs that they included in the film. Um, but I remember seeing it um, in high school. And originally, I was not the biggest fan at first. I was more... Uh, you know, I, I liked the um, Sam Raimi Spider-Man films, and those were, you know, some of my favorites because I grew up watching like Evil Dead and all the Bruce Campbell stuff. And I just, you know, purely as like a horror lover, um, I, I was always a fan of that just because of its tie-ins. But I think over the years, it was it was kind of like <laughs> like an aged wine. I learned to really appreciate, and now I completely love the uh, um, the Amazing Spider-Man films. They're actually some of my favorite Spider-Man movies. I don't think um, they're too terrible. I, I just don't think they're um, great films. Um, I know a lot of idiot fans, and yes, I'm calling out the idiot fans who want to create clickbait <laughs> of Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man wearing the black costume. Um, it has now been three years since No Way Home came out, and we haven't heard anything from Sony about doing an Amazing Spider-Man 3. I, it's just, it's not happening. <laughs> No. Um, what we are hearing is more new, you know, more tidbits about possibly Spider-Man Four with Tom Holland. So we're, I do not think we're going to get an Amazing Spider-Man Three. No, 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 no. no. Uh, Garfield is also in his, pushing into his forties. Um, it you need to be very young to be able to play Spider-Man. Um, yes, they both came back to play Spider-Man in No Way Home. I mean, Tobey Maguire definitely looked like, you know, <laughs> as he was called, Minister Uncle Ben or whatever it was. Uh, but I mean, he he's got serious back problems, and he he is not going to be able to play Spider Man again either. Um, and don't forget, Garfield was older than than Toby. Yeah, yeah. I think what what also kind of threw me off with uh, Garfield just at first, you know, getting into the films was that he was just too too darn handsome to be Peter Parker to me. I don't know. Just as yeah. as a nerd, as a nerd, I was uh, a little. I was like, no, he can't. Not you know the hashtag, not my Peter or whatever the fuck. Oh, I'm sorry if I cannot curse on this. My that's fine. Run the podcast, you can. If you come on my radio show, you can't. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what 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 uh, you you said there was um uh, during the montages. Uh, let's get into the music a little bit. Again, there's no soundtrack for this movie, but the montages do have a couple of songs in it. What what are the songs that do appear in the Amazing Spider-Man? You know, I was trying to pull them up here. Um right before we uh we started this i wasn't able wasn't able to pull them up unfortunately i don't know if it would end my recording here or interfere with the broadcast if i were to uh get off of this and you know research for that so i don't want to interfere with that but 
from my memory, um, it was all, it was very contemporary to the time in 2012. And I remember um, since I was in high school at that time, <laughs> I very much remember what was popular during that time. And around that time, it was bands like Mumford and Sons and the very like full country kind of rock music, um, very indie. And that's what it seemed like a lot of the music they were trying to channel was very much uh, reminiscent of the time in which that movie came out. Um, right. Well, here's the thing is that, again, there was no soundtrack release for the film. Um, the no. um, the songs that appear in the film are The Sh- uh, the Shins, No Way Down, Phantom Planet, Big Brat, Whole Play, Till Kingdom Come, Sonic Symphony, Rise of a Hero, which is the trailer music. As well as well as Atomic Mix Lab, which is the trailer music, um, Glitch Mob, Brand X, Mark Peter, and Immediate Music, and Danny Cook all have trailer music in various countries um, or various versions of commercials in the trailer. The only two songs that actually appear in the film are "Phantom Planet" by Big Brat and "The Shins No Way Down," as well as sorry, Cole plays "Till Kingdom Come," which is his uh, skateboard music that he plays. Right. Yes. Um, I do, do you know anything um, about these bands. I am uh, other than Coldplay is the only one I'm I'm I am familiar with. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm I'm right there with you <laughs> as well. Uh, I think a lot of those bands, if you know, pretty popular for the time, and I think they definitely wanted to take uh, take advantage of that. Um, and if I remember correctly, around 2012, I you know I don't know what exact album was, but I remember Coldplay did release an album around that time as well. So they were still pretty hot in the radio when this film came out. Let's see if we can, uh, let's pull some of the uh, Coldplay till kingdom come right here. Now, yeah. Still my heart and hold my tongue I feel my time my time has come let me in Unlock the door. Never... Who was the band leader of Coldplay? Uh, the band leader. I do not remember his exact name, but I do remember who he was married to. Uh, I know he was many, married to Gwyneth Paltrow at one point, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Chris Martin. Chris Martin, that's right. You know, I was never the biggest Coldplay guy, but there was a there was a weird phase I had when Viva La Vida came out I bought that record and that was like my that was like the only thing I listened to for a hot minute yeah the band started in 1997 it consists of Chris Martin guitarist Johnny Bucklin bassist Guy Berryman and drummer Will Champion uh manager Phil Harvey there we go then yeah no uh, they're I mean they're a great great band um and obviously they've been pretty lucky to be featured in a lot of film soundtracks over the years I just know for a fact that they were 
they, you know, I, when I was first getting into music, I was sort of dipping my fingers into different pools and, you know, I was listening to bands like uh, Black Sabbath or Gorillaz and Coldplay was definitely one of them. And so I remember having a very fond memory of buying some of their records and remembering how cinematic it was, which I do remember what they do have in common with this film. A lot of their music is very soundscapey. And what I did notice from James Horner's score in this particular film, so it was more, it was very, uh, in a lot of points, atmospheric. The score for Amazing Spider-Man recently came out on uh, vinyl on uh, Record Store Day. Record Store Day is a uh, nationwide event that happens once a year where um, original pressing vinyls are released as well as um, re-releases with uh, brand brand new artwork or uh, thicker vinyls uh, with uh, maybe some type of like weird color scheme about them because 99% of most vinyls are black up until about the 2000s when they started coming out in all sorts of unusual colors. And the Spider-Man one had a green one for the lizard and like a red and dark red and blue one for Spider-Man. That is very cool. Yeah, I, would, I imagine those were a lot of those were like collector's items um, or like limited edition sort of versions of the record. You can still find them online and easily and in, in uh stores oh. some places sell them for like 60 70 which i think is a bit ridiculous because i've seen them on ebay for like 30 dollars. so they're mm-hmm. they're kind of all over the place in terms of like who's um who's selling them oh yeah definitely ebay is the way to go then yeah you don't want to you don't want to spend a little too much on that if you don't have to <laughs> it says there's only like a 500 uh print release but again i'm seeing them everywhere so i just can't believe that print runs that low um yeah it's uh, a du- <laughs> It's a uh, double wide jacket uh, plus a uh, comes with a 12 by 24 double sided poster of the cover for Amazing Spider-Man, which has Peter kind of hanging on the side of the building. It contains all of the uh, tracks for the film, uh, which include uh, main title, Young Peter becoming Spider-Man, playing basketball, hunting for information, the briefcase, the spider room, rubble in the subway, secrets, the equation, the Ganali device, Ben's death, metamorphosis, rooftop kiss, the bridge, Peter's suspicions. Making a Silk Track, Lizard at School, Saving New York, Oscorp Towers, I Can't See You Anymore, and Promises with Spider-Man end credits. The Rooftop Kiss is probably one of my more favorite tracks when uh, Gwen's trying to get a, when Gwen is walking away and Peter webs her to him, revealing that he is the vigilante that her hunt, her father is hunting, Spider-Man. Yeah, no, that one that one's a very pretty uh, pretty little soundscape. I I that's what I really love about a lot of this um, score is is that it's just really pretty um i would say was it lizard at school that one was probably one of my favorites just because of how it sort of crescendos um and is a little more grandiose uh compared to the rest of uh, some of the other songs because towards the end of the soundtrack i definitely notice it starts to pick up more and become much more uh uh grand i guess <laughs> That's also where we see Stan Lee uh, listening to something on his headphones as Spider-Man is fighting the lizard in the library. Yep, yep, exactly. That's my favorite part of the movie. It looks like there's a lot more tracks on YouTube. I don't know, maybe there was like a deluxe edition, or this just contains every little piece of score for the film itself, because there's 40 tracks on YouTube. Uh, sorry, 45, 46 tracks on YouTube, but the vinyl only has about 20, 22 tracks on it. I imagine sometimes on those YouTube playlists, there's like repeats of certain tracks and sometimes it's out of order, but you know, can never be too sure. I think we have Becoming Spider-Man right here.
and that's where we get that main theme for uh, Spider-Man uh, that I just played. His basically his introduction is he's putting the costume on, comes swinging right to the camera, and then bounces right into the building with his face like right in front of the audience's screen, which was a pretty cool, pretty cool to see uh, when uh, in in uh, 2012 when I was uh, 32 years old. I took a date uh, girlfriend of mine to go see Spider-Man. We had just seen the Avengers a few couple months prior to it. Um, so we were pretty hyped to go see the Avengers. And I saw it in IMAX movie theater, too. I sat through the whole movie in IMAX with 3D glasses on. The splitting headache. I had, I don't know what had happened, but I had a headache I could not get rid of. And now I was about to sit through a two-hour movie in 3D in IMAX. It was too much. I'm sort of happy some of that trend uh, with the 3D glasses has died down because I, I have never really... Uh... I would always get migraines wearing them. So I never really latched onto it, but it would always be terrible. And I think that was my similar experience actually seeing this film. It was either that one or the second one in theaters where all the theaters were like regular uh, showings were sold out. All they had was, you know, the 3d. And I was like, Oh, well, <laughs> here we go. There's a great article on a guy's uh, uh, review site called Xanobard Reviews, and he says James Horner was one of the best composers of all time. The Amazing Spider-Man is one of his absolute favorite scores. It's a very different superhero score to ones that have come before and indeed ones that have come after. It's quite dark and mysterious soundtrack with heroic elements placed throughout, and all the way all these elements are music are mixed up, slotted together so perfectly that makes this score one of the finest that I have ever heard. Normally with a soundtrack review, we would go through all those standout cues, but this is all the tracks stand out. So instead, I will take the score as a whole. Uh, and he basically talks about the main Spider-Man score, as well as the lizard theme, becoming Spider-Man, saving New York, things like that. Um, I really do enjoy the theme when um, he is rescuing that kid and he takes oh, his yeah. uh, mask off. Gives show it to the that kid. He's just a regular guy, just like him. Yeah. And, and um, the uh, the guy who plays his dad, which I think is Michael C. Michael C. Howell, I think it is. Kind of famous television actor. He, uh, you know, asked him, you know, what's his name? And he, he says, I'm, I'm, I'm Spider-Man. And then later Whipsaw. on, he, he saves, and his construction worker buddy saves Spider-Man's life. Um, yeah, C. Thomas Howell, I'm sorry. C. Thomas Howell, famous uh, heartthrob of the 80s, um, mm. playing the boy's father. C. Thomas Howell um, and his construction buddies, you know, help Spider-Man swing to Oscorp Tower. And that's an incredible amount of music as well. Yes, absolutely. I think that was on, was that Battle for New York or was that? Saving I'm trying to remember where. Saving New York, excuse me, if not Battle for New York. <laughs> yeah, Phantom Saving Planet. New York. Phantom Planet was the other um, band within the limited amount of soundtrack for this film. I just don't think there was enough bands on it, and most of the soundtrack music was um, trailer music, and they don't put trailer music usually on the soundtracks uh, CD releases um, because it's they've got different copyright issues because those those songs have been allotted for trailers, um, not in the film themselves. Right. And that's why you uh, see like um Wonder Woman, excuse me, Wonder Woman eighty four's so Blue Monday is in the trailer and you thought you were gonna get a bunch of great eighties music in a Wonder Woman eighty four film and we got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really subverted those expectations there. It's um, it's more like I know for example, like uh the uh the Black Panther films, those also have like a score and then like a separate soundtrack as well that you can um, you can listen to. And a lot of those are, you know, because those films, I think a lot of people realize those films have a lot of great music from a lot of different artists in there. Right. They're, I, they're a big, um, um, they're a big celebration of um, African and black culture. Right. Right. And you have a lot of like American artists, you know, you have like, especially like, I love, I love the Wakanda forever soundtrack. I think I liked it more than the film itself, just because like, 
the two songs Rihanna has on there, the beginning and ending tracks that, sh- that are featured on that, um, you know, are really great prominent songs on that album. And I feel like uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is very similar to the Wakanda, uh, the uh, Black Panther films, because they feature a lot more songs rather as the first film. It just has like a handful of songs there for montages, but not really to fill like the big, you know, like fight scenes or anything like that. True. So a little bit about the band Phantom Planet. They were formed in 1994, so they were they've been around a while before they uh, got to the uh, soundtrack for Spider-Man. Um, it's an American rock band from Los Angeles. They're considered to be uh, both punk and rock, and some of their songs can include "California," "Lonely Day," "Always on My Mind," "Time Moves On," "Big Brat," "Dropped," um, and "You're Not Welcome Here." And the song that featured in the um, the movie is called Phantom Planet. Interesting. I'm pretty sure my my dad is. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's called. Her. I'm sorry. It's called Big Brat. Big Brat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. <laughs> that's the one. My my my. Uh, I think my father introduced me to a while back, and I did recognize that on the soundtrack. I do remember that the um, the the song "Rise of a Hero" by Sonic Symphony was the trailer music for the first trailer we saw for Spider-Man. I think this music is associated with um, Assassin's Creed, the video game series. Oh, okay. Was it used in a lot of their trailer music as well, or was it actually featured in the game? I think it's I featured in the game. Okay, okay. See, I have never gotten really around to playing that that video game series, and it's very disappointing to me. <laughs> Did you ever play the Amazing Spider-Man video game? Yes. The one that ties to this film? hmm Yeah, how was it? It was... It was, to me, about as good as, like, a game adapted from a film can be oh that's bad yeah (laughs) that's not good um someone told me that um someone told me that um captain america the first avengers video game is really good and it didn't get a fair shake oh okay you know i i never played that yeah i I do know wolverine x-men origins wolverine is an incredible game and much better than the movie you know i never played that but i do have very fond memories of uh family um playing that video game when i was you know visiting and i was i was intrigued but i was like oh you know maybe i'll get around to playing it and iron man iron man was based uh, that was based on the movie was developed by sega and that was incredible Sheesh. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, you, you start the game off with, um, you know, like opening in the movie, he gets captured, and then he's building the armor, and then you bust out with the, you know, the Mach 1, Mark 1 armor as um Black as uh, Black Sabbath Iron Man is playing, and you're just like fucking just mowing bad guys down. Oh, that sounds awesome. It I'm is an incredible opening sequence for the game. Is Again, you're just, you are just mowing down bad guys with like bullets and, and a flamethrower trying to keep your you know your because your armor is like really you know wonky so it's it's got a limited amount of health or whatever so you gotta kind of get through the sequence pretty fast um but again the entire time black sabbath iron man is playing that's that's awesome i need to play this game this so they licensed need... that song very well <laughs> <laughs> they knew what they were doing yeah because that song's in the trailer obviously um mm-hmm. you hear that bang I am Iron Man. And of course, and, and then, you know, right at the end of the movie when Tony Stark says, I am Iron Man. Yeah. You get that. So, I mean, of course, later on in the Tom Holland Spider-Man trilogy, we will, of course, get the Ramones. Mm-hmm. So, but I'll get there when I get there. But yeah. uh, what uh, what instruments as a musician do you play? 
So I, I'm primarily a singer, but I do play the bass guitar and that's mostly how I do write a lot of the, our songs is the bass guitar first. And then I'll usually um, give it to the members and they sort of flesh it out from there. A lot of the music that we do write is um, uh, collaborative. So I do work with a lot of different pre producers and musicians um, to create the music. Um, whereas on stage, we have sort of a separate live band where they're, they're the ones that perform the songs live. But mainly uh, the bass guitar, um, and I do some synthesizers as well. That's awesome. Um, yes. What do um, you have any more thoughts about the score for the for the movie? I, I like I said, I might sound like a broken record here, but I really do like how there's a lot of elements in this film, especially early on. Um, I believe the track is called "The Spider Room," um, where it's a lot more like. Trying to find the <laughs> proper word to say it, but a lot more texture based. You know, it's it's a lot more. It, it allows you to touch in more on the tone of the film because you're able to feel sort of that anxiety that Peter is feeling right there in that moment of being like, "Oh my God, I'm in between all these spiders right now." You know, I'm I'm in this contraption, and you know, I'm surrounded by all these arachnids. You know, so I and I feel like it. You know, James really did a good idea I, uh, <laughs> excuse me i did a really good job at like honing in on just overall tone um it has a really good uh it does a really good job at like making you feel what peter's feeling in that moment gotcha well um where can uh where can people find you for uh more information about you and your band you guys can find us really anywhere uh if you search our frankenstein um, we've domained most of that, so you can look us up just our Frankenstein anywhere, and we will we will be there. We're on every major listening platform. Um, we're on Bandcamp, and you know we're you can find us on Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram. Just search our Frankenstein, and you'll see a bunch of uh, masked robots. <laughs> awesome, and you can find the other episodes that I've covered for the. Toby Maguire Spider-Man trilogy here on the Spidey D Radio Network for Web of Music episodes one through three, as well as my other Spider-Man related podcasts, the Spectacular Sal Basama Era podcast, and you can also find me on my other comic book related show, uh, Goth Girl Horror, the Hack Slash podcast. We are finally returning, coming up soon with new episodes covering Hack Slash uh, meets the Crow, and uh, we Ryan and I will be back for Amazing Spider-Man two in a couple in a in a few weeks. Sorry, in a few weeks into the next month. Uh, covering the score and the soundtrack connected to that film. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. And if you have any questions or emails you want to send to us, uh, do so at thatradiopower at gmail.com. Thank you, everyone, and have a good evening.